0: Welcome to Hypothetically Intentional, where we ask the question, what if you said intentions with everything you did? I'm your co-host, Andrew.
1: And I'm your co-host, Michelle. And we're glad you're here with us today.
0: Yeah. And today, we're going to be continuing a discussion from last week on Alan Watt's video about wu-wei, the act of not forcing. Um, And today, we're going to be focusing more on that whole not forcing part, specifically.
1: Yeah. Do you have an intention for today, Andrew?
0: Um Yeah. I think I think our intention today um should be I want here's my intention. I want to learn something new. Um I think this article like like or the article. This video brought out some um some cool like facts that it worked in. Um, sort of in a metaphorical sense, but they were cool facts. um, And I love learning new things. So, um, yeah, I want to learn something new.
1: I love that. I'm in on that intention. I love learning new things. It always makes me happy. And I think part of that is I like different perspectives. Um, So one of the things, can we dive right in? Do you mind? Yeah. One of the things right away... Well, I shouldn't say that. I listened to the whole video first, and then I listened to it a second time. Because it was one of those things where it's a lot for my brain to chew on.
0: Oh, yeah. Go is ahead. Is it going to derail you if I talk No, go ahead, quick, go ahead. Just, like, about the video? The way he talks is so funny. Because, like, I literally kept on thinking that I had accidentally paused the YouTube video. Because he just has such long pauses, especially early on. And at first it threw me off. At first I didn't really like it. But as the video went on, I actually grew to really like the way he talked. Like, it just, like... It was different so it kept my attention and it was interesting once i got used to it um but it was it was it was really funny because like and sometimes you like emphasize the word really strongly and i'm not sure why <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just it was just a blast to listen to
1: i love that i had that too and i am familiar with alan watts this video i had never heard before but I'm familiar with him. But even there were a couple pauses in the beginning too, where I was like, dang, did I, did I hit pause? Uh What just happened? Um, And I love it when he giggles. I find his giggle just funny. I don't know. It's like infectious anyway. So after I watched the video the second time, one of the things that came in, um, I actually was brought back to a different episode where we were talking about grit. Cause what, what I was thinking about is like forcing Versus determination or grit because I loved how when he started he was talking about this isn't saying like be lazy or don't take action or don't do anything it's about like don't hang on so tight and force things to happen and then I was like well what does that you know I went internal and was like well what does that mean what does that look like and I was reflecting back in my life like. I felt like I feel like I used to try and force a lot of things because they were important to me and I just needed them to happen, you know, and that never went well for me Um, versus now. I feel like I'm more in this place of I have grit, I have gumption, I have determination. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to work hard to make that happen, but also I'm going to be in flow as I do that. In other words, I'm exploring it versus having like this expectation of how it's going to unfold. And I also recognize and understand that I might not get to the destination that I thought I wanted to get to, but that I know I'll get somewhere good. Um, it's going to take me somewhere. It's going to teach me something or it's going to, I don't know, bring in something that I don't mean when I say good, I don't mean good for me. I mean, good for people. Um, anyway I just thought that was interesting how I went from forcing to determination and grit and then he said when he said the knowledge of the tides um, and the being in the drift of things I started like I was already in this place of like unpacking like the world is happening around you and we don't really we can control certain things in our close world but some of the external further out stuff like there is a tide and it's moving and we don't really have a lot of control over that but it, we can have awareness around it and that can be really helpful and then from there he went to sailing
0: Wait, can we just can of just unpack that a little bit yeah sure so when you say tides do you mean like the outside world like all the forces outside of you that you can't control is that what you're referring to and then flowing with the tides is like allowing yourself to respond to that as opposed to trying to stop it is that sort of yeah, what you're yeah that's
1: him? how it was feeling to me because i think i mean when he says tides i think about right like the tides of the ocean and that that is with the moon and that there's a there's a schedule to that and there's a flow to that and that like there's nothing that i can do to stop that undertow so to speak right like not that that's part of the tide but whatever. I'm just using all of the... We're not maritime experts. Not even a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I did go to water. I mean, I literally went from tides to undertow to swimming upstream because that all feels right. Like, if if I'm choosing to swim upstream, to me, that feels like forcing. Like, it would be easier for me to get out of the water and walk at that point. But if I'm choosing to swim upstream, that's like a very... It feels like I'm forcing something that is just harder than it has to be. Whereas if I... Choose a different direction and turn around and float with the current, you know, or swim with the current. That's going to get me somewhere else a lot faster, but it's somewhere else. So just navigating all of those things I thought was interesting. And then when he brought in the um, sailing rather than row- rowing, I mean, the fact that Jake and I just took sailing courses last year or this summer was helpful because my brain was in that space then. And I'm thinking about, well, when you sail, like the sails are your tools and they're helpful for you, but you can't control the wind. Like you have to work the wind. You have to help the wind to help you. And your boat is your tool to do that. Yeah. Right. Like all the things, like the sail, the rudder, all these different things. And like, sometimes you have to tack, right. All, I don't know, all of those things that came in when he was talking about not forcing things. I was like, you know, I made life a lot harder than it has to be simply by trying to control things that were absolutely outside my control. And it's easier when you can open your eyes and explore and bring in a new perspective and an open-mindedness of like how this might be more helpful.
0: Yeah, and I like that like I don't um I don't like to think of like one's path through life as being like a, a, a passive thing that one is that like, like, I don't believe in like fate or anything like that, that there's a place, a path someone's supposed to take that they're, that they're being led down or that the current is pushing them down. Um, but like, I, I, I sort of like that, that metaphor of sailing that you made because I, I like different people have different situations they're in and different strengths and those can be obstacles and those can be benefits, right? And I think of sailing where I, I've heard before. I don't know how true this is. You probably know because you're a, a, a sail master now. Um, but... Uh, <laughs>
1: sailing 101, I'm a master, sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, compared to me, you're a master. Fair. Um, I've heard that, like, uh, you, can, you can go almost any direction from, from an eastward wind. Like, like you, can, you can almost go west with, a, with an eastward wind. you know a a wind that's blowing east if you you know put your sail on your rudder right then you can then you can you can go in like there's like i don't know like 270 degrees of motion you know out of the 360 degrees in a circle that you can you can go from a wind that's just blowing one direction i don't know how true that is but i've heard it before and metaphorically at least i i I think that's a good way to um uh, like like in my mind the in the metaphor the the wind is your strength and your obstacles. If you're trying to go in the direction of the wind, it can be your strength and your obstacles. And, you know, sailing is utilizing your strengths to get you where you want to go. You're still in control. You can still point the ship wherever you want to go. But um, rather than fighting against everything that's going on, and sometimes you will have to, but use as much of it as you can, which I think is is a, a good message. Maybe it's like not the most actionable like on a day-to-day like obviously if i like like it's hard to do like how do you do that but i think it's i think it's a good um thing to keep in mind that um you can turn a lot of things into a benefit or make the most of them you know it, it really depends on how you look at it and what the situation is but
1: Yeah, I love that you said that because when I was thinking about the sailing piece, I was thinking about the wind and how like, I mean, there's irons, which is where you're straight, like you can't go anywhere no matter what you do, what you do kind of a thing. But that's not true because there's also a motor on the boat, right? And it's like knowing your tools and resources that you have, knowing your strengths, knowing when things are aligned to give you the most strength, right, to make your strengths the most valuable. And then knowing, I mean, not that you can't sail alone. People do it a lot and all the time. I don't have an intention to say, to sail alone and knowing who my crew members are, right? Like the people and the resources and the tools that can be helpful. I don't know. I just thought it was a, the, the sailing versus rowing was uh, interesting to me. And I found it really, it took me to a lot of different places in my brain that I thought were cool and fun to explore. And just another aha of like, you know, I can ask myself, like, am I swimming upstream? Am I rowing instead of sailing? Because if I'm rowing instead, when I could be sailing, not that rowing is bad either. Rowing has a purpose. But I just thought that was an interesting way of speaking about force specifically, right? No forcing. I thought that was cool. Um, And then, you know, he kind of talked about it about not trying. He talked about, you know, it's not, it's not intentional. It just is can't remember what he was talking about at that point
0: yes can i yes please do
1: because i just wrote down not intentional just is not trying and not cultivated and i thought that was fascinating and cool
0: so he brought in this quote and i don't know where it's from or if it was his um i I got the impression that it was from something else um but he said it was something like uh uh well and this is paraphrased but it was something like you know uh, uh inferior virtue is when you when you are trying to be virtuous and you do virtuous things, and but it's not true virtue because it's not genuine. And then he said, superior virtue is when you are not trying to be virtuous; you're just doing virtuous things because it's genuine, um, and that is true virtue. And he said the same thing applies. Per, uh, the same thing applies to Wu Wei. Where if you're forcing Wu Wei, then you're not doing Wu Wei because you, <laughs> Wu Wei is not forcing. Yeah. Um, I I, th- I think a lot of like I've tried meditation before, and um, uh, like if you are trying really hard to meditate, you're not meditating. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least at least in certain practices, and uh, I I I I think that's cool. I I will say I don't. Um, I'm not sure how much I agree with the. With how it applies to virtue, um, but he wasn't really talking about virtue itself. Like, like honestly, I believe that, like, actions are more important than intentions. So, like, if you're doing good things, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain. Like, like I don't really like if it's for quote unquote uh, non-virtuistic reasons. If the outcome is positive that's great like awesome and I think like I think it's it's easy to like I don't know I I, I, I try to lean towards like challenging oneself to you know try new things and or, or you know do things lean towards challenging oneself to do things because at least for me my nature is to not do things not change things up to keep things the same so for me I try to like I I could see myself taking that well well because that's my nature then then it wouldn't be genuine for me to go out and volunteer because I it's it's my nature to stay in or whatever and and like so to me I don't put a lot of stock in people saying like don't do virtuous things to do virtuous things like I'm like that's a fine reason to do virtuous things like if like if you're pushing yourself to do something like that's great that's a great way to get new experiences and help people or whatever um but anyway that wasn't really what he was talking about he used that to like draw the correlation like he was just taking that phrase and modifying it for wu-wei and in my opinion i think it fits a lot better for wu-wei than it does for virtue because wu-wei is all about not forcing things being intentional um Or, yeah, or, like, it's about the intentions as opposed to the outcomes.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think... we just spent a week with our niece and we were joking and we've done this we've done this together too you and I and you and Jake and uh, joking about humble wars like I'm the humblest person on the planet (laughs) or like I am the most humble person I know and like joking about that and obviously if you're claiming yourself to be humble you're not actually humble because there's ego involved in that and I think this is a he made that point about the Brahmin which is a yoga term but he described it as well for me it's a yoga term I think it's a lot of in a lot of places but the eternal self like the who you really really are without labels like just how you show up right but without all of the messiness of almost even the humanness if you want to take all of that away right it's like you're your highest self like who you really the you you of you and he was saying like if you claim to be that like oh i am that i am i found my brahman (laughs) right like i'm i'm becoming this thing or i'm becoming virtuous or i am virtuous that's like once you label it that's classification that like takes it away it's almost like he's saying like these words and these labels like Negate these things and I I was like yes and right like that's where just things get really messy I I get it I get the concept of like if you say you're gonna do this amazing thing and then claim to be super humble about it and then talk about how incredibly humble you are (laughs) and I don't care if you're humble or not But you claiming to be humble isn't selling me on the fact that you're (laughs) humble, right? Like, (laughs) same thing with virtue. Like, if you're doing these virtuous things because it's important to you to be virtuous, maybe that takes away some of the virtue because it's done with an intention that adds in another layer of something that then negates some of the virtue, but... Does it matter? Yeah, that's you like know? it's like a
0: weird moral <laughs> judgment <laughs> that like who cares right. if it's like like where it's coming from. You're doing nice things, like I, that's great. Keep it up, like you know, I, like and and right. to be clear, like if you're like harming yourself or like 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 genuinely like you know, it's if it's if it's. Keeping you from like, like if it's if it's causing harm to you or whatever like I consider that as part of the outcomes of what you're doing and that definitely factors in. So if you're like virtuous to the extent of self harm and or it's not actually helping the people, um, it's done with ulterior motives or something like that. That all factors into the um, yeah, into the uh, the outcomes that yeah. matter. But if those outcomes are genuinely good like, and, and, and like, that's not a problem, then I don't care whether or not you are, think you're the holiest, virtuistic person ever. <laughs> it's great that you're doing it. So right. keep it up. Well,
1: and I think, I think my takeaway from it too, you know, cause even like you talking about meditation or he was just talking about like the void, like the goal is the void, which is like that nothingness that, that you, you just are like, you don't have a requirement to label anything. It's just, it is. And I, and I get where he was going with that. And I think the I think the the recognition of or the awareness of the fact that like our human is always going to come in, and that's okay. I have had moments in meditation where I'm like oh, wow, I'm meditating. This is awesome. And I'm like, wait, hang on. I'm not <laughs> meditating anymore. I just came back to present. But uh-huh. now I can go away and meditate again. And that doesn't make my le- my meditation experience a less than experience, much like we were talking about with virtue or whatever. I think that stuff gets complicated. And I think he was just trying to break down, like, if we're going to go full-blown, you know, purist on these things, like, this is what that might actually look like. And I also sort of almost got the feeling or, like, the the vibe of, like... And it's humanly impossible to actually live there or be there or even get there uh maybe in a flash right that's how i feel about meditation it's like in a flash yes um and with more practice longer than a flash the flashes get longer but for like to claim that you can drop into minute meditation whenever you want and stay there for as infinite amounts of hours i call bullshit if you're human like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that's true for humility that at some point your self, your you being the center of your universe is going to come into this like you being the main character you being like the most important thing to yourself because that is survival it's going to come in and get in the way but is it in the way or is it is it just is
0: yeah you know like that's
1: where i go it's a big circle
0: like yeah my perspective on this like this whole wu-wei thing and like like that, like I I think it's great. I don't think it has to be every minute of every day. Like I don't think I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't no. think that's. I mean, like I don't think that. Um, it's a it's a it's a great like mind state to to go in when you can, um, and there are times when it's super helpful. But I I I, I don't think it's it, like you said being able to. label things and think for yourself and care about your, like, you know, attach yourself to things is important. Um, and that needs to happen. Um, uh, probably most of the time. Um, but wu-wei is a, is a good thing to do I think to get some perspective on things.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I thought, I thought it was a interesting perspective and an interesting way to, um, just navigate maybe for someone who has a mindset that tends to get messy or for someone who really likes to control as much as possible to feel safe. I say to feel safe after that, because that was my motive, right? My motive of controlling as much as I possibly could was that was how I felt safe. It was how I felt protected. And when I felt protected, I also felt loved and right. And so it was like, it was my way of navigating the world. Hindsight it was a way that caused me a lot of stress and it required a lot more energy. Um, and it sucked away energy that I could have used for greater purposes for myself and others, right? Um, but so this little video for me was just an interesting perspective of A, you know, what does it look like to not force? But still be not lazy, (laughs) right? Like from that perspective. And then B for me, it was very much I connected with that, with the childlike wonder and the embracing who I was as a child and who I can still be as an adult, but through the eyes of my child. Um, Because I do think like as an adult life experience is there and it can get in my way sometimes, but it's also exponentially useful and beneficial to have that experience because I learned from said experiences and that's also important Um, but I feel like in the moment of the experiences it's it's trickier because you want to grab on and force things when it gets messy and then when you're on the other side of it there's a there's a there's a freedom or a flow that can be seen simply be because I mean if you're open to the, the lessons and like reflecting on it and growing because of it.
0: Well, is that a, do you think that's a good place to to wrap up?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up.
0: I think so. Well, where can our listeners, how can they get a hold of us?
1: Info at jidwellness.com is a great email to use to get a hold of us to ask us questions or invite us to look at certain things to talk about. Or even maybe sometime we aren't talking about an article or a video. Maybe somebody has something else that they want us to talk about. I'm open to that. Are you?
0: Yeah, definitely. If you have like good questions or anything like that. Yeah. Or stories or whatever.
1: Yeah. And then um, you can find us on social media on Facebook. And on Instagram, and our website is Wellness, J-A-I-D-E-E wellness.com. You can also find us at all Michelle Albers, <laughs> Michelle Albers social media channels as well. I am open to connecting on those channels as well. My last name has two A's, A-A-L-B-E-R-S. And my first name has two L's. Yeah. I think that's it for today. And two E's. And two E's. And oh, that's one fair. M. Oh my goodness gracious And one gracious I, me. <laughs> and a C, and an H. <laughs> All right, see you every day. Bye. Bye.